Oh, hey, what's up, guys? I'll be with you just one sec. Just kidding. <laughs> Welcome to my 17th, 17th episode of CallCast. For the last three episodes, I've done them like every two weeks, which I don't want to keep that schedule, but at least I've been doing them. I don't want to stop this, uh, but doing them every week has seemed overwhelming for the last thick week. So I'll get back on track. I am also experimenting with a couple of ideas for maybe a different setup for my podcast, make it a little bit more official, maybe have a green screen behind me so that what as I'm talking, it can show who I'm talking about, what I'm talking about behind me. I am going camping. It's not really camping because we're going to like a mansion uh, in Bend uh, by Blockbuster, actually. I did hear that they closed recently, the last Blockbuster on Earth. I heard that they closed, but I haven't been able to see anything online about it. I just heard it from a podcast, Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Great movie podcast. Uh, I'm going to be talking about some movies in this podcast as well, this episode. But anyways, I'm going quote-unquote camping with my family at this big house. We went there last year, and I think I'm going to get each of my siblings to do a little mini podcast episode with me that I can post so you can see my four siblings. I think that'd be really cool. So I think I'm going to bring all my equipment and uh, and set it up there. I think that'd be a lot of fun. They have a hot tub there, so I could just like sit in the hot tub with one of my siblings just individually and, and film an episode. Um, something super cool. I wanted to give a mention to one of my fans. This fan, she's a mom of three. Unfortunately, she's divorced. I believe she lives out in the Midwest. She has saved the day for me multiple times over the past couple of months. And I've, like, asked her if I can offer something back to her, like a shout-out or a plug or something like that. And she's like, no, because being a mother is so sacred that helping is instinctive to her. So, for example, I was negative in my in my bank account uh, just last week. And out of nowhere, she sends me money. And it was the exact amount that I was negative in my account. I didn't ask for it. It wasn't, like, provoked or anything. She just sent it. And she just happened to know. I mean, she didn't even know. She just, like was sending money to her own son for groceries and then just, like, sent me money. And I told her, I said, dude, I can't thank you enough, and I think that you were literally just used by the Lord or spoken to by the Lord. And she said, well, I'm glad that you recognize that, too. And I do believe she's a believer, which is so cool. But a huge shout-out to that fan. I don't even know if she wants her name said or anything, but um, she has saved the day multiple times. So I had to I had to give her a quick, quick mention. I mean, it's so cool, like... Seeing specifically how the Lord uses TikTok in my life to keep me going and keep me engaged uh, with content, with him, with my fans. Despite all the backlash that I've had for that one comment that I left almost a month ago, I've been getting still, I was getting comments tonight from the leftist woke mob. And some of their comments are literally so eerie, they're like, we won't forget. (laughs) Dude, that's so creepy. That is so weird. Or they're like... You know what you did. I'm like, dude, I left a comment. I didn't do anything. You're acting as if I essayed her myself. All I did was comment. Uh, It was in poor taste. Shouldn't have left the comment, but they're acting as if I essayed her myself. It's just so ridiculous. It's just so funny that all of the haters are trying to grasp any wind, any possible slight wind that they possibly can. Because they know that they're virtually powerless. They can't get my TikTok taken down. They're just, they're powerless demanding an apology like if you're gonna jump on me and pummel me into making an apology that apology is not gonna be genuine so i'm not gonna make it i'm gonna apologize for you being on me and pummeling me but i don't know 
I uh, wanted to talk about some movies, some good movies and some bad movies that I've seen recently. So I finally got to see Top Gun Maverick. That was cool. I watched Top Gun for the first time right before I watched Top Gun Maverick. Uh, Top Gun was okay. I don't have that nostalgic tie to it. It was my first time seeing it ever, and it was like sort of forgettable. Top Gun Maverick, however, I do remember more of, and there were more parts that I liked. Like, man, some of those jet moves are just insane to watch, dude. There's some good comedy in there, too. Not a ton, but there are some really good laughs. Miles Teller was really good. There's this one part where they're playing football on the beach, and Miles Teller helps up Tom Cruise, and Tom Cruise kind of has this uh, bewildered reaction, like, I wasn't expecting you to be nice. And I loved that sequence. It's like four or five seconds, but I seriously loved it. Because of the context that they have been beefing up to this point, and then he shows him sportsmanship and helps him up. Uh, really, really cool. Tom freaking Cruise, dude. So impressive. I do think it's absolutely hilarious that they didn't have the female lead from the first movie in this one. If you've seen a picture of her, she's like 64 and like 300 pounds. And oh my gosh, I think it would have been hilarious to have Tom Cruise still, like, be with her. <laughs> but of course, they chose somebody way more attractive. Of course, it's Hollywood. And I don't even remember her name. The one that was replaced or the one that replaced her. I can't remember. But thoroughly enjoyable movie. Loved it. I also just watched Elvis. That was really good. I was very curious as to how accurate it was going to be how the actors were going to do portraying these real-life people. I did think Tom Hanks was a really strange casting choice. They needed the star power, but the whole time it was Tom Hanks to me because he sounded like Tom Hanks. He would make the same... Uh, he would exclaim like Tom Hanks, like, oh! You know, it's and that didn't sound like him, but you get it. But I thought Austin Butler put his heart and soul into that role. Rhymes. I guess he did his own vocals up until about halfway through the movie when he's portraying Elvis at his 68 comeback special. After that, he dubs the rest of his stuff. But still, I thought that there's not much of a difference between him singing and Elvis singing. I guess um, Austin Butler lost his mom at a, at a young age, just like Elvis. In Butler's audition for the role of Elvis, he sat down, played a song on piano, recorded himself doing it, and then he scrapped it because he thought it was just like an impression of, of Elvis singing. A couple nights later, he has a dream that he lost his mom again. Like he it drummed back up and it was like he was losing his mom all over again. So he used that emotion to sit down and play the song from his gut, I mean from his soul, and the director, or the casting director, I don't remember who, I think it was the director, uh, hired him, like, immediately. Because the director was like, is this guy auditioning for this role, or is he having a mental breakdown? He said that it looked like I was watching a spy cam, not an audition. And I thought that was so interesting. I would love to watch that. I would absolutely adore watching that audition song of his. But I've been seeing some side-by-sides of Austin Butler with Elvis, doing his laugh, doing his, um, his gestures while singing, and dude... He he rocked it, man. I wish that they would have... I would The whole time, I was wanting them to play out his death scene. Because I don't mean this harshly against Elvis, but it is so pathetic how he died. 
if you guys don't know, he was hopped up on drugs. He hadn't uh, he hadn't pooped in like four months, from what I heard, and he gained a ton of weight. And he went to the bathroom, sat on the toilet, and had a heart attack on the toilet. And I I know that that's not very like to show that scene is not very glorifying to Elvis. But I don't care. It is history. It is factual. I would have wanted to see it, even in the style of the movie, because the movie is so stylized. I mean, it's kind of overkill at sometimes, at some points. But I still would have wanted to see their interpretation of Elvis having a heart attack on the toilet. I, I wanted to see that. And then they just cut to him like, Elvis is dead. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I love the music. There was a Doja Cat song in the movie. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, play songs from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. What are you doing? They did, it wasn't just Doja Cat. It was a Doja Cat song remixed with uh, Hound Dog from way back then. So it did make sense, kind of. But I don't want to hear Doja Cat in an Elvis movie. I, wish, I just didn't like that at all. Except the mashup was okay, so maybe maybe the at all part. Whatever. Moving on. Okay, so there's the two movies that I really did enjoy recently, and two movies that I did not like at all are the following. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Dude, I talked about this movie on a podcast a couple of episodes ago before I had even seen it, and I don't know why I did that, because I was, like, hyping it up. I was like, this is going to get me back into the Marvel Universe. Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it was so dumb. First off, Elizabeth Olsen's acting was like she was in a Power Rangers movie. She's like, delivering her lines like this. And I thought her motives for destroying the universe were so stupid. Do you know what that reason was? I want my kids back. The kids that you imagined. I don't care enough about that for you to be destroying the universe and going rogue just because your kids are dead or went missing or whatever. I really didn't like that movie. I turned it off halfway through. A couple days later, I was bored. I was just like, whatever, I'll just finish it. Oh, thinking it would get better, and it just did not. It was really bad. John Krasinski is in it as Reed Richards, which I thought was which I thought was uh, exciting at first. And then he started delivering his lines, and I was like, oh, no. In fact, what it made me think of was if Jim Halpert from The Office, John Krasinski's character, if Jim Halpert saw John Krasinski delivering his lines like that, he would have made so much fun of him. That's all I could think. I was like, John, what are you doing? You don't, you don't fit the universe. It was like not, his lines were not grounded. It sounded, it sounded like he was trying, trying to be a Marvel something. It was, ah... Uh, Although the way that he was, like, shredded to pieces by, by Wanda was actually disturbing. I was pretty disturbed by that, not gonna lie. I tried watching another movie just uh, last night or two nights ago. The Black Phone on Peacock or whatever it is. I got an hour and two minutes into it and was like, nope. I gave you an hour and two minutes to capture my attention and you did not. Dude, nothing happens. There's, like threats of things happening so oh oh and then it doesn't and i was like dude we're getting into like less than an hour left in the movie and you haven't, you haven't done anything 
It was just bad. There was one part that I really liked, and it's it's not the scene that I liked, but there was this one little girl who's being, like, whipped by her father, and her acting, I've never seen somebody, like, hyperventilate cry in acting. I was like, I can't believe she's doing that. She's, like, really sobbing. And I'm sure that it's just an acting trick. I'm sure that she just got there in the scene. But I was, I was flabbergasted. I couldn't believe this little girl. I mean, she's, like, ten years old, just, like, acting... Her heart out, or whatever. Ethan Hawke, I really like as a, as an actor, and he's the villain in this movie. But I hated how he was playing the villain. At times, he sounded like uh, It from Stephen King's It, the the new Bill Skarsgård, like you know that kind of like weird high pitched. He was doing some of that stuff, and then he always has a mask on. And I was like, anybody could have played that character at that point. I would have wanted to see. Ethan Hawke's face contort and be as evil as he was playing. Plus, when you first see him in the trailer, all of the shots are in front of him and they show his face. In the movie, all of the shots are from behind him and you hardly see his face. I never saw his face up up until that movie. I don't know if he takes a mask off later on, but you never see his face. In that hour and two minutes that I watched, I thought that movie was bad. Duh. I hated the concept. Oh, and the phone ringing over and over. Dude, it was so obnoxious. And then I saw who the director was, and he's worked with Ethan Hawke before, and he did Sinister, both Sinisters, I think. And I turned off Sinister back in film school. I remember turning it off halfway through because I didn't like it at all. So I was like, oh, that makes sense. I, I must not really enjoy these two uh, director-actor collaborations. But I can't even say that I watched it because I, I watched, you know, a little bit over half. Out of those four movies, let me know what you guys thought, though. Top Gun, Elvis, Doctor Strange, and The Black Phone. Two of them I liked, two of them I hated. Anyways, kind of switching gears now, I wanted to talk about TikTok because I feel... I've said this before, but I feel the app's hesitancy in accepting me, mainly because I'm still not verified, and I really don't see that happening anytime soon. They base their verifications off of how much press you're getting. So, like, articles written about you, stuff like that. (laughs) And with all the backlash happening, I was like, great, here's the press that I'm going to be getting now, is all this, like... This misogynist TikToker, yada yada. Watch me get verified after <laughs> after all that press, that negative press. That would that would be weird. But I recently saw a bunch of TikTokers at you know these video cons, comic cons, and I was like, were they invited to those? Because I don't envision myself ever actually being invited to those things. Even though a ton of those TikTokers have way less followers than me, millions less, the fact that they're verified, they get invited to these video cons and stuff. And I'm seeing these TikTokers collaborate with one another. Uh, like Brody, Brody Welker, I think is his name. Huge on TikTok. I think he has like 20 something followers. 20, ha ha ha, 20 20 million followers, something like that. And he just made a short film with Call Me Chris and another TikToker. It's like 15 minutes and and he's been plugging it a lot. But I just couldn't help but think like, I don't think he ever would have asked me. Not just him. I feel like TikTokers who are creating and collaborating with one another would totally bypass me and refrain from inviting me 
or totally forget about me, it feels very, very lone wolf on TikTok. Like I'm swimming against the current. There are a lot of TikTokers who are like swept up in the current and I'm I'm swimming against it and I'm not sure why. I have a theory, but I don't know. It's It has to do with my religion and kind of like where I come from and my background in the spiritual realm that I consider us to be living in at all times. Like literally in the Bible, it says that angels and demons are at war all the time around us. So like picture right now, 50 angels and demons in this room fighting. According to the Bible, that's happening right now. <laughs> Stop. Hey. hey. Time out, guys. Okay, that's inappropriate. But I feel like the dark forces recognize my light and therefore shun, distract, belittle. I mean all of those in the sense of my progress on that app. And I don't even know if I'm making any sense. I didn't really want to get into the religious aspect of it at all, but I do believe that I'm meant to be here for a very specific reason, and that is to bring light, and that is to spread God's word. Not that I'm doing that all the time. I mean, obviously, I left that comment in poor taste recently, and that's not very uh, evangelical of me. But I've been very cautious of the comments that I leave recently in the last month, so there has been some lessons learned there. But I don't know, dude. Uh, TikTok... I love TikTok. I feel somewhat at home there, but it could be a little bit more cozy. And I wish it was a little bit more cozy. I wish I was verified. I wish that I wish that I would get the invite to conventions or get an invite to do an interview or have somebody write an article about me. I I just don't get it. How can I get 9 million followers and not have a single news story write an article about me? to help me get verified or not have a single casting agent reach out to me. You know, I've had managers all this year and no jobs have come of it. And it's just like, what? I just don't get it. I don't know if I'm supposed to like not pursue this route in my life or if I'm supposed to pursue it in spite of all the hardships I'm going to encounter. I just don't know. You know, are these signs that I'm seeing like turn around, go back, or is it like continue forward and press on no matter what? I don't know. So time will tell. But as of right now, I love doing my podcast. I love posting content on all of my accounts, American and Brazilian, but I feel like I've been army crawling through this year so far. Just army crawling ever since January. This year is not at all what I expected it to be. Not even close, dude. But at the same time, I learned from 2020 and 2021 not to expect much from a year. So entering 2022, I was like, dude, I'm entering with not many expectations. And it still wasn't what I expected. It still was like family troubles, TikTok troubles, heartbreak, just like substance abuse i mean i've been to be honest i've been drinking and smoking a lot this year a lot and it's taking its toll on my wallet probably on my health definitely on my health my mental health my familial relationships i'm kind of doing like a family therapy with my whole family right now my all my siblings uh semi-regularly and it's with a, a friend a mentor of uh I consider him to be my mentor. I've known him since I was three years old. I've talked about him before. I have another YouTube channel with him. His name is Phil. But we're doing this family therapy, and they asked me to be sober for seven days. Uh, that was exactly seven days ago. So, bottoms up. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but being sober in these seven days, it's really interesting because I was drinking a lot, as I said, this year. And I guess I'll just be honest with you guys that um, my weight loss journey has taken 
a dive because of the drinking. So check this out. Last week I weighed myself and I really didn't like the numbers that I saw. I haven't drank for seven days. I weighed myself recently and I was 10 pounds lighter. Just in just in seven days of not drinking. Seven pounds, 10 pounds lighter. So I, that was like, whoa, wake up call. Stop, stop drinking. Because there's literally nothing, nothing. There's no benefit at all. It's just like, I don't want to feel how I'm feeling. I'm a little bit bored, so I'm just going to drink. Um, but I figured that I would be honest with you guys about that. And I was debating on... Doing that, I think I decided not to before I filmed this, but I just in the moment wanted to talk about it here. So, um, it is two in the morning right now, and my neighbors would probably hate me, but I wanted to play you guys a little song. It's a mashup, and you guys will recognize the songs. I've been working on this song for a little while now, and I wanted to end the podcast with this song. So, um, or at least part of it. I just, I'm not gonna do the whole thing. I'll do two minutes of it, I think, and um, but. Please uh, stick around. Well, you've done done me and you bet I felt it. I tried to be chill, but you're so hot that I melted. I fell right through the cracks. Now I'm trying to get back to somewhere over the rainbow. Way up the coop done run out I'll be giving it my best as nothing's gonna stop me but divine intervention I reckon it's again my turn to win some or learn someday I'll wish upon a star wake up where the clouds are far behind me Where trouble melts like a lemony drop So away above the chimney tops That's where you'll find me But I won't hesitate No more, no more It cannot wait I'm yours We'll open up your mind See like me, open up your plans and damn you're free. Look into your heart and you'll find love, 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 love. Alright, that's all. Peace guys. See you next week.